Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm your not-host, Evan, last name redacted. I'm your not-host, Ronnie. No joke here. (laughs) We're a podcast where we review and dissect television shows that have only lasted for a single season. This episode, we are going to be covering episodes 4, 5, and 6 of Almost Human. Mm -hmm. It's a show about a cop boy and a robo boy, and they fight crime. (laughs) <laughs> but before we get into the show, uh, what do we want to talk about? Anything? You're, any you're supposed to come up with the banter. I know, I, 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 but my banter for today was, let's just ask if anyone else has anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I, had, I had something. Well, let's um, hear it, Ronald. You're, in, the le- you're, well, I would hope that you're 0% hungover right now. So. I, yes, I am very little hungover considering I had to drive three and a half hours last night. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ronnie was at our house. We it was. Had a, we had a party. We yeah. also took the pictures for the Christmas we card. Did. We did. And then Evan and I got uh, a little, little sauce. We, yeah. we got trashed. We a got little, messed up. Just a little bit. We kissed so many people. <laughs> I had Something fun. like that. I had fun, and I drank a good amount, and we had a great time playing Sheriff of Nottingham with some new friends. Yeah. Um, but I certainly did not get anywhere close to the point that you guys did, and I feel a little well, bit left out. Sorry, I mean, we live here, so we didn't have to drive anywhere. No, you that's should fair. just live here. You should have just and, stayed overnight. Yeah. Fair enough. I could have stayed in your murder basement. Yep. Yep. So, in episode five, I believe it is of uh, ending, not of ending pending, of almost we human. Are, we are ending pending. We are. Ronald. We are ending <laughs> pending, and we have more than five episodes, but on episode five of almost human. Uh, one of the characters is a psychic. Mm-hmm. She's a medium psychic. On a good day, she's a petite psychic. That's a joke they come back to quite frequently. That, that was a joke. Yeah, it's actually kind of, it's it's cute, I think. Um, mm. But she gets her psychic powers because she is, she goes into like a scientific program where they increase her mental capacity to be able to have extra, extra sensory perception. Um, so I was wondering, guys, if you were in the future and science could do cool stuff to you to give you superpowers, what what superpower would you get and how would you explain how the future would able, be able to scientifically give it to you? Oh, that's, that's a real complex question. Yeah, well, it's, it's the future. It's scientific and techno- technological. Put, put magnets in me. Magnets in you? Why? No, I'm, I'm kidding. That's a terrible power. Oh. oh. Uh, but they do that that's actually the uh the one like weird voluntary like biometric surgery that they currently do is like people can have little micro magnets put in their fingertips Mm -hmm. i don't know what the advantage to this is i think it's just cool like look what i can do with this paper clip yeah but like people do that this is a thing that exists what if you got like magnets all over your body stick with me and then you like went into like a bank vault and just like rolled around in the coins Scrooge McDuck style and then just ran away covered in coins like plate mail. Coins and aren't aren't magnetic, my dude. Aren't they though? US currency is not. Hmm, so we're going to have to go international for this one. Yeah, you need like uh, I forget which metals are magnetic right off the top uh, of my head. But that would it's be, not it's not all of them. It would be iron, cobalt and nickel. Um, Did you just look that up right now? No, no, I know that because of the Disney Channel original movie, The Thirteenth Year, when he says it. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he says it in class, and uh, then 
he uses a magnet and his gold coin gets stuck to the magnet and they're like uh i thought that was real gold and he's like i thought it was too and the evil leprechaun stole it from him it's not that 13th year it's the luck of the irish totally different movie not 13th mermaids, year is about leprechaun. the merman. Yeah. Uh, Luck of the Irish is about the leprechaun. Yes, I, I will fix that somehow, or else I'll just look like an idiot. Either way, we're good. Um, so, is that just the banter? <laughs> uh, I, I can't think off the top of my head of anything that they could, like, with science, give sure. me a superpower okay. for. Well, I'd, be, I'd be down for a robo-hand. Robo-hand yeah. be pretty dope. Yeah. Little Misty Knight action. Little there. Misty Knight, yep. Yeah. Little Bucky Barnes robo hands. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the it wouldn't be a superpower in me, but just like the uh ovens in Star Trek that just mm-hmm. make the food. Yeah. Like they it'd just be any food or alcohol you want. Computer. Uh, make yeah. me a pizza pretzel calzone. That could be your superpower, though, that they just, like, insert it into your gut like Krang, but you just take the brain out. And then you're <laughs> Why would I want fun. that? What? I, mean, I don't want to be Krang. It would always be with you. You would be a hit at parties. You could be, like, a, a mixologist, but you wouldn't have to but mix if anything. But if, if that took over my tummy, then where would I put my own pizza? Well, that's the <laughs> that's the catch-22 of the whole thing. Yeah. You get to feed the world, but you never get satisfied in your, in your feedings. I, uh, I will never that, be that's satisfied. That's not worth it. That's, mm. like... That's the worst power ever. Like, well, here, everyone else have nice things. But we have nice well, things. I'm a people pleaser, so what are you going to do? So let's talk about uh, yeah. Almost Human. Yeah, Can Almost s- Human. I really thought Sam Witwer was strong in these episodes. He uh, did. His sexy, broody vampire uh, there were, has captured my heart. Yeah, there were lots of werewolves. Lots of werewolves and ghosties. And ghosts. There was a ghost. There Y'all was. May have watched, you may have watched the wrong show. Oh, oh, no, oh no. Not again. Oops. Regardless of your... Bad, bad jokes. Uh, what happens in this show is that Detective John Kennix, who is a, a good, good human boy. I say boy. He's not a boy. He's a grown-ass oh, man. He is a manly man. He's a good um, civil rights violating, uh, <laughs> tough-as-nails human cop. Uh, has a robot partner named Dorian, who's a very sensitive, sweet robot boy, who's also a grown-ass man. But... It's a very sensitive, sweet robot boy that helps him solve cases. And it's the future where crime is worse because technology keeps getting better and it's moving faster than they can make up new laws to regulate it. So uh, we watched, as Ronnie said, episodes four, five, and six. Uh, in episode four, John and Dorian... Uh, get their their buddy. What does he do exactly? Is he is like, like a toxic tech guy? Tech, he's like a toxicologist or a robot C- guy. CSI. He, he, he does he, a bit of everything. He apparently. does all of the generalized tech stuff. He's all right. the, the nerd shit. The tech. He's, he's the nerd shit character. He science is um, really hard every episode. Yes, yes. His his exact profession is not well defined, but he's a science dude. Um. They get him to go undercover to try to catch a, a high-level drug lord. And the reason they pick him, even though he's an awkward science guy, is because he can apparently cook drugs real well, which he knows just because he's into science and not because <laughs> he's a criminal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they craft him a false persona, and he he infiltrates a... A, a drug ring to try to bring down this this 
high-level dangerous drug dealer. And things go awry for a little bit, but in the end, John just shoots the guy. And Rudy's okay, and everyone lives. Um, in episode five, uh, there are two witnesses to a, a crime perpetrated by, uh, what's his name? Ethan Avery. And one of them is murdered during the trial by a guy who looks exactly like Ethan Avery. This is very peculiar. They can't figure out what's going on because he was obviously in the courtroom, so he couldn't have been somewhere else. So they're like, does he have a twin brother? How does, how is he murdering people? Um, and it turns out he is uh, cloning himself and using these clones to commit crimes, which seems kind of dumb, actually. But that's, that's his M.O., because he's a huge narcissist. Um, and the one witness that they rescue who does not get killed, who testifies against him and he goes to jail, uh, is a psychic, which is a fun little plot point of that, that episode. Uh, in episode six, episode six is the repo colon the genetic opera episode, um, there's a black market organization that is taking the, like, um, the biometric hearts out of people, the, the artificial replacement hearts out of dead people, and re-implanting them into poor people, uh, but then they just turn them off if the poor people can't pay. So... They, it's an extortion situation because they're, you know, raising the prices and then the people can't pay. So John and Dorian are investigating and trying to save people from these uh, organ extortionists. And Dorian finds another Dorian because, of course, all of the models of robot who are in the same series look the same. They have the same face on them. So Dorian finds another Dorian who's working at a janitor and they have a lot of heartwarming robot moments. Yeah. Yeah, they also solve the crime, but there's a lot of uh, heartwarming <laughs> robot moments. Also, the robo-dick. Yeah. The, robot um, dick! I was going to get to robot dick. I wasn't going to put it right in the synopsis, okay. but yeah. There's, um, a, there's a robot let's, dick. Uh, let's, let's do... Sure, let's... Uh, yeah, so uh, so let's jump right in. Andy. Yeah. Uh, what was successful for you about episodes four, five, and six of Almost Human? What was successful for me? Um... That's what I asked. Yeah, I, I was that restating this question. <laughs> We're in an I, anime where everyone repeats <laughs> the things that the other person just said. In episode four, I I liked the fact that like Rudy got to be the hero a bit. Uh, I'm a little upset that no one would let him wear his stupid hat. Yeah, but um. It really got me thinking a little bit with like how much he's kind of disrespected and like kind of ostracized in the police precincts for being a little awkward and weird, but like he probably would have made bank as a criminal. Mm -hmm. Like, right? dude, probably think of a career change. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked that all of the banter with John and Dorian is just always great. Uh, and these three episodes were no exception. All of their banter is top notch. Episode five. I thought the dude playing the philanthropist criminal clone man was a pretty good actor, pretty creepy. And they definitely could have 
Uh, just like in Star Wars Legends, where they kept bringing back clones of Emperor Palpatine, they could keep bringing him back if this show hadn't gotten canceled. But he he was he was a good foil. Uh, the scene with him and the captain was uh, especially pretty good. I thought the captain was really good in in those episodes in the, or in that episode. Maldonado is her name. Yeah, she's awesome. And then episode six. Uh, I loved the other Norian. I I liked him so much, and I loved how frustrated uh, poor Kennix was with having two of them. And uh, the Robo deck was great. <laughs> okay, so in episode five, there's a bit where uh, like Dorian's running late, and so Kennix goes down to where the the Robo Depot, where the Robos are kept at night looking for him and he um sees one of the the other the boring robots the other i forget what their model code is but one of the boring regular police robots uh like without its uniform on and it is basically like a ken doll like it's got like it's got no bits and he's really freaked out well it's by got it. lots of robot bits but no fiddly bits yeah it's got no it's got no uh like people bits it's got no no treasure <laughs> as you christians would say um but no um, flower no, no flower um and so like john's real freaked out by it and like mentions it to dorian and dorian's like oh well i actually have a robo dick like uh you know they, they my built maker me with, was more considerate yeah like they built me with a robo dick and john's like what the what the fuck? And Dorian pulls out his robo dick in the cop car, and John's real impressed. He's he's he's, he's like it's a very gay moment. It's a really really gay moment. Uh, I love it, but I it's almost approaching queer baiting, which is not great. Anyway, let me let me get into what I besides the the dick moment. Uh, what I <laughs> um. What I liked about, um, well, what I like in general about this show, like I mentioned last time, is sort of the exploring of the concept of free will in robots, and we got a lot of that in especially episodes five and six. Um, because with the psychic who had some kind of like experimental like questionable surgery to make her supposedly psychic. like uh the premise of the show rests on her being psychic but like in this universe they're like skeptical as to whether she's actually psychic or not because whatever surgery she got seems to be kind of like a pseudoscience thing but um anyway uh like she like reads dorian's aura and stuff like that and she knows that he's a robot but like it really speaks to it, it sort of reminds you to be wondering, like, wait, does the robot, like, have a soul, though? Like, if she's, like, reading the robot's aura in the same way that she's reading human auras, like, what does that mean about the robot? Um, and then there's a little bit of, like, symbolism with she connects with objects. Like, the form in which she is psychic is that she, if she touches an object that was owned by someone, 
she can like communicate with them so it sort of symbolically gives a spiritual aspect to objects which is what dorian is at a basic level uh and then also when dorian finds another dorian and they're like the the premise of dorian's programming is that he acts human to make other humans more comfortable but he interacts with another robot that has the same programming and like he has some really deep like emotional conversations with another robot who's programmed the same way as him so it again like makes you think real hard about if the robot is a person does it have free will is the robot saying these things because it actually feels that way and actually has those opinions or is this a more complex iteration of the thing that it was just coldly designed to do as part of its function uh so yeah this that's the aspect that that speaks to me about these episodes uh also i agree 100 percent with andy that the banter is always top notch all of the dialogue is really great in this show mm-hmm. definitely all right ronnie what did what did you particularly like about these episodes um i will say that the episode four the uh drug bust episode starts in a way that I don't usually like where it's like they show you the end of the episode and then something crazy happens and then it goes to black and they say 24 hours earlier. It's just like, I don't love that because it's like, I know where we're going to and you're probably not going to like make it as interesting as it was when you first just splashed it up on the screen to me. This did a pretty good job. I was happy with the way that that played out when I was really kind of like expecting to be like, ugh, one of these. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny how at the beginning of that the episode, um, the guy's on a video call with his wife and it's just like a hologram in his hand, which was like, this is new. I don't feel like we've seen this before, but I like that more than the alternative of what the show has typically done of just like upscaling 2014 technology to like make it look like it's 2048. So I was glad that it wasn't like a Motorola razor with like a projection screen outside of it or <laughs> something like that. The banter. There's one line in um, episode five. She's reading John's aura and she says, you have a very strong red aura. She goes, it's the color of, of anger and frustration and john chimes in and apples and christmas like he's <laughs> that it, was great yeah yeah that just, was really funny the lines are like well done like in, in that degree dorian's van flip though the van flip the van flip when uh uh avery uh clones are, are are flying away in the van and Dorian goes and chases after her. And I was like, no, Dorian, you're going to get captured. And Dorian basically just, like, lays a palm on the bumper. And the van does, like, six rollovers. And I was like, wow, I didn't know he could do that. His and, like, robot fight in episode four was amazing, too. Yeah. Oh, solid. Where so solid. Uh, Kenix went after the corrupt cop. And Dorian fought the evil robo. Mm-hmm. And they, they hit each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I must have actually blinked and missed the van flip because oh, I, I don't remember what you're... But <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, he's going to get like pulled in. He's going to get captured. He's like, nah, fuck that. And just like tosses the van like into the woods. 
Um, um, and then it explodes. I was like, damn, this is like an action movie out here. Yeah, cars always explode. And yeah. J.J. Abrams was involved in this show. Yeah. I'm not, like, kidding. He, like, I'm, no, I'm I not know. surprised, but. No, this is, this is a bad robot production for sure. Yeah. Um, love that double Dorian action. Like, just like, it was like a lot of the lines he was saying was very reminiscent of the lines that, that Michael Illy had in episode one of like the mm-hmm. colloquialism, colloquialism protocol yeah. Yeah. colloquialism routine yeah just the the i almost felt like and I, i'm sure that, that were made to intend to feel that way that like dorian was like oh man it could just be me and this other robot now we don't really need kennex anymore like we could just we could just do a better job without him which of course does not does not quite work out um robot boys are too sensitive they are um i feel like the best thing about not the best thing about this show. The best thing that like the show is eliciting from me is the fact that it's coming right off the heels of Dresden Files, um, and like no matter what, it's so so much better. Like they pull up to the crime scene, and they get like go on go through the police line or whatever it is in the show, and I just I thought like, boy, it is relaxing to just like see the cops pull up to a crime scene and they're like allowed on here instead of Harry Dresden just like marching in like I'm a wizard I'm I'm certainly allowed to be around this dead body like and have it all that tension it was just like it's a silly small thing but that's something that just like it was like boy this is this is better huh this is this is this is nicer this is refreshing yeah I I, I did also um the fact that you know we've watched a couple of mystery oriented shows in a row and a, a common quiver or a common arrow in all of the quivers of these shows are stolen or mistaken identity or assumed identity and stuff like that. And so the, uh, the heart transplant episode didn't have any of that. Like it was just like a straightforward, like someone behind the, do- the, uh, the, the curtain pulling the strings and stuff like that. And, and it was like, I was into it. I was, I was pretty action oriented. You really got to know that, when we get to the point where we can just make robot hearts to save people that like corporations are going to fuck that up. Yeah. Cause yep. America. Yep. That's exactly, uh, I mean that, that show or that, that episode of this show is pretty much exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And that there was a lot of like complexity to that episode. Yeah. Because, it felt so like, bad for that doctor. Yeah. Like he thought he was helping people. Yeah. Like the, the cops were like, breaking up this ring that was extorting people and like yeah they were criminals and they were they were really doing bad shit but also like they were saving people's lives they were at least giving them like a little bit more time that they presumably would not have had otherwise and like they they raided these like organ thieves like just as they were about to do like a transplant surgery and the woman freaked out like i'm gonna die like you like you've killed me this right. i don't know what you think i don't know if you think you're helping me but like you've like this is it's your fault that i'm gonna die now because right. you broke up this organ extorting ring and then also um the the organ uh extortionists have like a timer on each heart and they just shut it off like in the event of non-payment and out of fear that the cops are closing in on them they just stop resetting people's hearts so because this investigation is going on like people just uh i i think like because tv they they 
they save everyone before i think only like one person actually dies because of yeah. that but yeah. as the investigation is ongoing people are dying specifically because the cops are closing in on these people right so this is this is where it got kind of like it wasn't so like senseless killing for me but it was more real and like okay i don't i don't love how real this is but it like feels genuine and like makes me feel scared and like you know ready for these uh people to make it better yeah, like this This could happen. Yeah. All this shit that's happening in the show, like this could happen in our lifetimes. Right, right. Um, speaking of happening in our lifetimes, in last week's podcast, I mentioned the tabletop game Cyberpunk 2099 multiple times. Uh, I had the year wrong. It, the name of the game is Cyberpunk 2020. Oh. And that now feels a little prophetic with the current <laughs> administration. Sure, sure. Like... When I when I, you can forgive me for making the mistake because I, I played the game in college, maybe like sophomore or junior year. So it was you know a while ago. I haven't played it in a long time. And at the time, it was like this is so silly. People in the eighties thought that in the year twenty twenty, we were going to be in some sort of anarcho capitalist dystopian future and everything's gone to shit. But now it's just like we'll be there by yeah, next week. Three. Three more years. <laughs> we're, we're getting close. Yep, yep. Cyberpunk 2020 is coming ahead of schedule, let me tell you. Yeah. I've seen Mad Max Fury Road like probably like 27 times, so I'm prepared for the apocalypse. Sure. Ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Anywho, back to... Yeah, back, back to, to the show. subject at hand. Um, yeah. So now that we've talked about what we like, let's talk about what we didn't like so much. Evan, oh. what failed about these three episodes for you um in episode four the drug dealer is like you don't have enough to convict me like you didn't you didn't record anything that i said like you're I, like i'm gonna get off on this at, like it and john just shoots him like his his life's not in immediate danger or anything he just does the vigilante thing and like he, he's a cop but he shoots this guy um, and I was like, oh, wow, I think Carl Urban forgot that he's not currently Judge Dredd. And then I was like, wait, 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 this show and, and Dread 3D also starring Carl Urban are definitely on the same timeline. Ooh, I like this theory. So I was like, clearly, uh, like Carl Urban in this scene in violating people's rights and shooting people without uh, danger to his life is is well on his way to already being Judge Dredd uh, in this timeline. Uh, so yeah, there was lots more rights violating, which, like, I get that the show's trying to drive home that, like, this is a terrible, like, dangerous, like, spiraling towards dystopia future, like, things are... but. The police force still exists, okay? Like, you're not a vigilante. You can't... Also, uh, the violating people's rights is starting to rub off on Dorian a little bit. He definitely helps John torture a guy. Yeah, it's a little frustrating that that just, like, goes on and nobody faces any repercussions for it. Like, Dorian every now and then is like, uh, you can't, you can't do that. And, uh, John Kennix is just like, ah, wait, 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 shut up. This is fine. This is fine. I'm just gonna punch some dudes. It's... It's fine. Torture's fine. 
I'm gonna um, shove my finger in their bullet wounds. Yeah. Like the robot did that. Our sweet yeah. sensitive robot boy shoved his finger in somebody's bullet wound, and I was like, "Whoa, man!" Was that? Dude, see, I, I took. I to do that. I actually took that as like he was bleeding out, and that was Dorian's way of like, "Okay, you don't need a hospital right this second. Tell us what you need now that I've now that I've like blocked off the artery." I don't think that's how that works. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about, about bullet wounds, so I'll tell uh, you. You would need a tourniquet in that instance, but anyway, um, I mean that's possible, but it didn't read that way to me. Yeah, there was a dumb thing that annoyed me, and it's escaping me now. So Andy, you go, and maybe it'll come back to me. I hated the psychic. Like I hated that whole plot point. I didn't think it was cute or interesting. I just kind of thought it was annoying and took away from the good stuff in that episode uh super not cool with kennix murdering someone and still like being our hero and uh all of the like torturing of criminals to get information it's not not okay not a good um in the transplant episode the one of the first people that they talk to is the guy at the morgue and they, the dude tells him, like, oh, yeah, like, I sell body parts to the the delivery guy, and then he takes them somewhere else. And, like, they let that guy go. And that's the guy that ends up later turning off all the hearts because it turns out he's still, like, a member of this organ ring. And yeah, like, he, he lied about how much involvement he had yeah, in yeah. this organ organ extortion. And thing. I was just like, y'all had him in custody. Like, why didn't y'all lock him up? Like, how yeah, did he get to go free? He cooperated, but he still definitely, like, broke a fuckload of laws. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. Uh, I remembered the dumb thing, the, right. the clones. I was like, why is this dude who's a criminal, like, making clones of himself to commit crimes on his behalf i know after he got arrested it was convenient because he was saying like well look clearly somebody just looks like me and is committing crimes because i was here in the courtroom and that lady got murdered by quote unquote me uh but like as a device for committing crime uh making a ton of clones of yourself seems like a dumb idea were the, uh, were the clones criminals before the lady who was uh the whole trial was based on her murder before she uh said that she was gonna divulge avery secrets um i i, I don't know but the that's i i it, it, it i i also I mean, the guy was clearly a sociopath like sure he was, sure yeah. he was definitely using his clones for like unsavory purposes right like, I, I i have to imagine that they were doing crime like before sure. this trial yeah I, I get like you i just don't like he's it was like a billionaire philanthropist or something like that i just don't understand why the clones were like a thing he wanted and or needed they they had like one or two throwaway lines where they remarked on him being like a narcissist like right. he's an obsessive narcissist which like is he banging okay. the clones of himself is that what we're maybe trying? maybe i my that conclusion occurred to me Hmm. But I guess He's that's the how they tried it. to explain the clones. Yeah. So it, it it wasn't real well thought out in my I thought that was the weakest of the three episodes. Yeah, like definitely. I didn't 
I didn't dislike the psychic. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting because, like I said, the the surgery that she got to like change her brain waves or whatever was like an experimental like pseudoscience thing that like isn't widely accepted by the actual medical community and like there there were a lot of people like poo-pooing her as she was like claiming to be a psychic um so like that was kind of interesting uh but yeah overall i didn't think the plot of that episode was very solid all right sorry yeah, anyway I, I jumped right back in there but. last uh last thing i i really dislike is anytime i see those like backwards tricycle motorcycles <laughs> i uh, they were in a lot these couple episodes and i hate them oh yeah. um i thought it was real cute how they thought people would still be using bitcoin in yes. 2048 <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> That, Bitcoin, untraceable. That is actually like one of the things I'm going to. It's like I don't know how much heavy research went into this show, or rather than just saying like, what's 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 futuristic? What's what's on the internet right now? Yeah, let's throw that in there. Just like Bitcoin was just like the currency. Like I, I like when other sci-fi products just use credits. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That we would all just have like units of of money. But like the fact that they're like, nah, nah, we're gonna. We're going to get on this market. People are going to understand this reference for years and years to come. It's not going to get dated at all. So there's little dumb things that that irked me. Uh, As the musical theater guy that I am, when Rudy walks into the lab, he says, It's filthy. Whose lab was this? Sweeney Todd? And Sweeney Todd never had a lab. Sweeney Todd was a murderous barber. So, like, if he had a salon or something, like, walked into a Whose salon was this? Sweeney Todd? Yeah, that's a good joke. It's just like... There's a lot of other, you know, Doctor Who's lab was it? Doctor Frankenstein. There's there's better things you could do there than dragging Sweeney Todd into this. Um, in that same episode, there is an android who tries to call the folks at the previous location, and that's when like they realize that something's awry. But I was like, why is an android using a cell phone? <laughs> why why is this? Why is a walking talking iPhone using a cell phone? I don't really didn't re- didn't really come i understood like they had to like show that connection but they've shown the entire time how dorian can communicate which is glowing his face up so i love the use now that i now that i realize it that how every every car in the in this world is a ford fusion like again just like bitcoin they, they're still driving those ford fusions those those cars are ford tough um lots of little dumb things the elevator when it comes to the the floor says elevator descending and it's like can we just go with going down why does everything have to be like so like fancy and technological in the future uh, just wait like... but i mean i've been in elevators that say descending like really? in a robot yeah huh especially in japan okay like i mean not they don't say it in english but like the right. but yeah no there there are definitely elevators mm. that say that in okay. current present day time that exists i thought it was a little little pretentious but um i, I mean d- it was definitely unnecessary yeah yeah but this felt weird and i don't know if like i'm projecting or if this is not like a thing i should be so irked about but the entire relationship between avery and maldonado where he's just like you you just want a man you just want someone to respect you because you're a woman on the force and you just want someone to love you and tell you that they they think you look nice and it's like i don't feel like she would give a shit 
Like, no, just based on what we've that. seen so far. But, like, the show then, like, decides that she does give a shit. Like, when, at the end, the other lawyer's like, oh, well, no, you look nice today. Which is, like, a weird thing to just be like, you know, after we just put this murder away. It's like, oh, by the way, looking cute. Like, and she's, like, happy about it. It's like, this feels gross. This feels like you're, like, oh, it's a, she's a, she's an older woman who doesn't have a clear love interest. Like, the other, the only other woman on the police force. So, clearly, she's upset about that. It just felt like gross the whole time that they like let that play out as a like she got her you know she got things turned around and and put them away but it just still felt like eerie. um which is like which is weird because other than that uh maldonado is handled super well right yeah, yeah. she's a real she's like i don't want to be like she's a like tough like uh chief of police lady but like she she's a really good effective character like she doesn't feel contrived no. or like uh she doesn't feel like they're trying to preach something to you like she just feels like a like a smart tough capable person right and like so props to that actress and in general uh props to the the writing crew cuz with with that one exception <laughs> yeah yeah, I just thought that it was it was really weird it was how again. they kept like dragging that out. Um, the only other thing when the clones are the clone episode was just like, yeah, I agree. It was it was pretty weak. I wasn't super interested in it. Um, when the clones are like, or when uh, what's her name, Stahl, the 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 other uh, girl detective was like, why do you care? Why do you care about protecting? Avery and he goes well he's us how far would you go to save yourself and I was like that's a really stupid line <laughs> that's a really bad that's a bad little line they put in there I rolled my eyes at it that's basically it this show doesn't suck yay it, it doesn't it doesn't so let's get get right into that and we can uh, we can officially say whether or not it sucks uh Andy yeah is it working um yeah Cool. Yeah, it's working real well. Good, good. I I dig this show. Evan. Yes, Ronnie. Is it working? It totally is. Uh, even in spite of the dumb clones, that was just a little teeny mistakey that they made. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I love love my Robo Boy. I love my Kiwi Boy. There's they they work well together. Like the show has a good premise. It continues to be solid. The banter continues to be solid. The characters continue to be solid. Like, all around, good shit. Hey, Ronald. Hey, yeah, what? Is it working? It sure is. Yeah, I, I it's, like I said earlier, it got to kind of some of the meat of what the future could be instead of like a fear-mongering future that's just murder all the time, like nonstop. And so I enjoyed that. It's starting to the, the police procedural part of it is starting to blend in, and generally with police procedurals, I feel like the mundane bothers me more than anything. Like I'm just like the the step by step procedures that people go through in these things are not great, but I think it's combating it pretty well, and I'm excited to to see what happens next. Any any emails or, or iTunes reviews? No emails, but we do have an iTunes review. Oh Yay. boy! Yes, we do. Oh, it, I'm so pleased. Yes, it is by Riza. 
Oh, we know who Rita is. We do know that's who Rita che- is. That's cheating a little bit. It's a little okay. bit. Okay. She counts, I guess. She does. Uh, she said she started off her review by saying, please do Firefly next. Um, gave us those We're five. We're going to have to have a talk. Yeah. Gave us those five stars still, though. So, like, she's not really incentivizing us to do Firefly with a low review. Yeah, um, Riza, you didn't, uh, you did not play that hand right. Nope, you gave us all, everything we needed already. Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. ha. Uh, she says, I never thought I would be so interested in three dudes talking about bad TV shows. Which, like, hey, I, that's probably a lot of our audience. <laughs> People are interested in three dudes talking about bad TV shows. Or yeah. in this case, good TV shows. Yeah. Or just us. Maybe it doesn't, you know. We, we are, yeah, we are awesome. We're pretty okay dudes as far as dudes go. I'm I'm gonna let Evan do the compliment on this one. I know Ooh. I always do the compliment, but Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna put Evan on the spot. I'm gonna try Evan real was hard. Not I'm gonna make sure for this. I wasn't, but I'm gonna make sure Riza hears it. Riza, my my sweet beautiful Riza, you're you have luscious hair, the curliness of which you should embrace. Uh, you're an incredible, incredible, talented artist who does the most beautiful works of art that please my eyeballs most tremendously. Thank you for cleaning our house. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and thank you for, out of the kindness of your heart and not because we're your friends at all, leaving us a delightful iTunes review. And uh, we can also remind our audience that that is Riza of Riza's Pieces, who created our our, our uh, channel art. Our she channel. did. Yep. Yes. So thank you very much on multiple fronts to Riza. If you want to leave an iTunes review, you can do that. Uh, we're ending pending on iTunes. And hey, guys, if you drop an iTunes review, not only will you get a beautiful, sweet compliment from us on the air. You will also uh, be able to get a Christmas card from us. All you have to do is leave an iTunes review and then send us an email. And we will either email you the Christmas card or if you drop your real-life address, we'll send you a real-life copy. Yes, indeed. That email is pendingpod at gmail.com. Send that right over. You can also follow us on Facebook at endingpending. On Twitter at PendingPod, which oh my goodness, I'm still trying with that Twitter. Still cool things. It's so happening. good. It's so good. Your Twitter game is so strong, Ronald. There's another thing that I made this week that like I I enjoyed making it. Uh, it was a step by step play by play of uh, the great bait and switch of Spaghetti Watch 2K17, uh, where you can see that the very disappointing oatmeal that Paul Blackthorn uh, forces on himself. <laughs> And I really kind of oh, break man. down frame by frame how much of a big mistake this was for the finale of the Dresden Files. I'm gonna have to watch this. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's on the Facebook and the Twitter, so check that out. <laughs> Just a quick note for those of you that are playing along at home: since this season has 13 episodes, the next chain of episodes we do on episode 11 of Ending Pending will be episodes seven, eight, nine, and ten of almost human so be ready for uh four whole episodes on the next <laughs> podcast uh any any final words fellas robot dicks <laughs> that's uh, you know i was i was thinking that 
how this show is kind of a, a mashup of genres between police procedurals and sci-fis. Like, what I could really go for would maybe be, like, a space western. Hmm. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know of any of those, though. Is that a, is that a thing? There's something about, like, brown coats and uh, Alan Tudyk and Plastic oh. Dinosaurs and Serenity. And, I, I, think, uh, I think... Castles in it. I think Isn't I, there, like, a space western? Andy, I think I know what you're getting at, and I just... Cowboy I, Bebop? I gotta put my foot down right here, sir. We're never doing Firefly. 